0: hold on one second I, I can confirm or deny uh if uh if they these is taylor swift and fernando Alonso are an item my girlfriend was at the concert last week real quick hey babe did did, did taylor have like a, a spring in her step at the tampa concert last week just shrugged her shoulders so still unconfirmed we don't know no. Ja,
1: ja. i'm looking down at the bottom and at sean's face and he's just like
0: <laughs>
1: just staring at it
0: and for an o- and, and, and for being an audio medium that that's a really great start nick
1: Yeah, well, you can find us on YouTube. You can find us on all your favorite podcasting platforms, video, audio, however you choose to watch us. This is the Gridiron Podcast, Episode 2. I'm Nick Shook, the guy with the uh, wonderful voice. is Sean Barry, and right in the middle, for those of you watching on YouTube, is Katie Caldwell. And you know, Katie, I noticed recently, I haven't been hitting the D in your name, phrasing, and this time around, I made sure to hit Caldwell.
0: I don't like any of that.
2: I also I don't, don't like any of Nick, that. Nick, I'm so proud of you.
1: Thank you. I, I have no it's
0: further important. comments.
2: How Thank
0: have you, you been
1: How have you been saying it? I've uh, just been kind of like mushing it together, just like Caldwell. I mean. I mean, I know you're from Pittsburgh, you know, downtown, you know. downtown. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey,
0: look, we're going to air me up with that. Kate Caldwell down there at that Old Crick.
1: See, that's that's the Yenzer, basically. I, I was channeling my inner yinzer, even though I'm not from Pittsburgh. This is episode two of the Gridiron Podcast. We're back after a couple of weeks off because, well, there wasn't much to talk about. F one went on an April break. Football, you know, the NFL itself, nah, not not a whole lot, just kind of standard stuff. But that changes this week, folks. That changes with the start of the NFL draft on Thursday night live from Kansas city, Missouri, not Kansas city, Kansas. It's one of those weird cities that straddles the state line, but no, this is coming from Kansas city, Missouri, home of the super bowl champion chiefs. How fortunate that it turned out that way. And we're going to have plenty to talk about, but before we even get to that, well, guys, first off, how was your week? How have your weeks been?
0: It's been, it's been a long, it's been a long April with not much to talk about. No F1 to talk about. Um, baseball has been fun though i know i know we talk about f1 and football on this podcast but i mean like i kind of sunk myself into the start of the mlb season um and the stanley cup playoffs which we will actually talk a little bit about later and we will tell you why uh but yeah i've just been kind of diving into baseball and uh, my two favorite teams the my hometown pittsburgh pirates and then the team i cover the tampa bay rays they have they're the two hottest teams in baseball so it's been a lot of fun so my april has been good It's been good, Katie. How's your April been?
2: Very medium, just very like I've been productive. (laughs) Not doing anything fun, really. I'm happy to be doing the pod again with you guys because yeah, I've just been doing stuff around the condo and need a little boost. You know, this is Is a good boost for me.
0: Is it still cold in Kelly? Is it still snowing feet?
2: No, <laughs> last podcast it was. Wow. Um, but no, it's like a rapid change into spring here. It's quite warm and lovely. So that's a huge mood boost for sure.
1: What, what is your definition of quite warm and lovely? Give it to me in yeah. Fahrenheit. So for April, for like I don't Celsius. know
2: Fahrenheit. Nobody. Then knows give it to me in Fahrenheit. Celsius and the power
1: of Google will bridge this gap that we have.
2: So we're into double digits now. So right now it's about 10 degrees. And the next week we're looking at 20 which is like shorts. All right,
1: Sean. So those of us who are uneducated on the uh, inner workings of Celsius, 10 degrees Celsius is roughly 50 degrees Fahrenheit. 20, when it really heats up out there in Canada. For springtime, Nick. So
0: can I just say that Celsius has never made, no, I'm going into this. Celsius has (laughs) never made any sense to me because look at what we just said. 10 degrees is like, all right, I, It's a little chilly outside. I probably don't need shorts and a t-shirt, but at twenty degrees, oh my god! Like everything is on fire. That doesn't make sense. You have essentially just doubled, right, your temperature, but you actually haven't.
2: John, you're embarrassing yourself right now. (laughs)
0: Come on, you don't see how I got there?
1: Sure.
2: Okay, so ten minus ten is the same amount of temperature difference as plus ten. That makes sense in my world from zero degrees.
0: All I'm saying, all I'm saying, all I'm saying is like a 10 degree difference, a 10 degree <laughs> difference from 10 to 20 is 10 degrees is fall. 20 degrees is summer.
2: This is like big Florida man energy you're giving us right now. Oh,
0: Good. No. Good. Oh, no. I'm
1: I'm turning to the dark side. I'm going to get a pet alligator next week. Oh, boy. Everybody watch out. Big B chiming in says Celsius. Get that out of here. We agree. We ignorant Americans agree. (laughs) But this is episode two of the Gridiron Podcast. and Now that we've gotten the introductions and then, you know, hey, how you doing? How you doing over there? Out of the way. We're going to get into the NFL. It is the draft this week. But we aren't going to talk about the draft just yet. Because what happened this week, guys? What finally, for the love of God, finally happened? this week the pittsburgh pirates
0: signed brian reynolds to an oh extension
1: god <laughs> um i'm sorry i'm happy about that, that, that. that this podcast happened... brought to you by bob nutting
0: oh god happen. no never mm, no I, w- I wouldn't take his money we are not sponsored by anybody so we will take your money bob nutting but i begrudgingly so
1: It's going to happen this week katie
2: um Michael Jr said it best on Twitter that we're all winners because this is over now. We don't have to keep talking about the speculation of Aaron Rodgers to the New York Jets.
0: Oh, Katie, Katie, Katie. Oh, you are I'm so so, done. so naive. <laughs> you are so you you are so naive to think that Aaron Rodgers will even s- let us think about stop talking about him Ugh. for one day. No, there will be something else to talk about now that this is all behind us. Yes, Aaron Rodgers got traded to the Jets. Oh hum, he will come up with something else to keep us entertained until August when we go to training camp.
2: I do trust that. He is very, very dramatic, but that's why I said the speculation of it, because I think we talked about this when it was still the Sean and Shook podcast featuring Katie Caldwell, that weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks ago, I said on this podcast that I was tired of every time I turn on the NFL Network, it's like, the deal could be, it could happen, guys, it could happen. It's like, man, let's stop talking about it until it happens. So I'm happy that we can finally stop talking about the speculation that it might happen. Because going into draft night, I didn't want to talk about Aaron Rodgers. Is and
0: there anywhere? And maybe maybe you guys can answer this, Nick, specifically you like, is there somewhere where like I don't know, either NFL Network through to Ian Rappaport or you know, ESPN through to Adam Scheffner, and it's just like them at home, like eating popcorn in front of the TV and they just like <laughs> look at the camera and go, guys, there's nothing. I don't Still stop nothing. coming to me. Stop coming to me. All right, I'm I'm watching Looney Tunes with my kids here. What do you want? Like, is it like that would have been the perfect segment? Like, and here's an update from Adam Scheffner on what's going on between the Jets and Packers trading for Aaron Rodgers, and it's like him sunglasses, you know, like risky business style, like collared shirt on underwear, like eating popcorn. Like, guys, stop it. There's nothing.
1: Uh, Get out of if my house. I had to pick, if I if I had to pick one person from our network that would do that and do it well, it would be Ian Rappaport. But no, we have maintained our professionalism in this matter, which has dragged out for far too long, so much that we're not even really going to talk about this, other than the fact that Aaron Rodgers, the trade to the Jets, is damn near official. We're not quite there. We're almost there. But the the parameters of the deal are laid out. The framework is set. It's time to put the photo inside the frame and hang it on the wall, and it'll be done by the end of the week, hopefully before the draft. We don't have to speculate. We don't have to get to day two and think, is today the day the draft happens? Because it already, or not the draft of the trade, It already happened. It already happened. It's just a a matter of crossing T's, dotting I's, letting the ink dry on the paper, submitting it to the office, and not screwing it up like Sashi Brown did that one time he tried to trade for A.J. McCarron, and they didn't fax it in time. Not going to do that.
0: I want to know what your thoughts on the actual trade itself are, the haul the the Packers got, what the Jets got in return. Any thoughts?
1: Um, Well, Bridget's back here looking at me because she just got home, and she's... Scared to walk into the background, but she, what she doesn't know is that the background is very small, so you won't even see her except for a passing glance. Um uh, What do I think about the trade? I think that thank it has God been it's done. A passing fancy.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> the picnic, <laughs> starring Jude Law. Um, it, I'm glad it's done. I think that the pick swap in the first round makes sense. I think the Jets slightly overpaid by giving the conditional second. That's certainly going to become the first, provided Rogers doesn't get hurt. Um, but I also think that the position that they're in right now, they have to make that deal. They think they're a quarterback away, and there's a quarterback who's still pretty darn good, debatable to a degree how good, who has expressed a desire to come play for them, and that is Aaron Rodgers. And you must go get him. And if this is what it takes, then this is what it takes. But the whole pick swap thing, because like on its face, it's it's two firsts and a second. No, they swap first. No, they, they swap first
0: round spots. picks. Exactly. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. So it's 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 a necessary evil. We got the damn thing done big b says the packers won but big b is is a packers fan so you know take that with a grain of salt so uh can we move on from that now because now all that's left is for him to be introduced right
0: right i mean he's probably going to come up with some you know psychedelic you know that he took on draft day and he's going to go live on pat mcafee's show and talk about it he's going to say guys i'm actually going to do an eight day darkness retreat i'm going to push the boundaries and it's going to be in a submarine and i'm going to go deeper than james cameron even did. It's actually a darkness retreat inside a sunken suite of the Titanic. Oh my while I'm on shrooms,
1: what's <laughs> that for him? And it's gonna be—I'm be, gonna, gonna be wearing—I'm <laughs> gonna wear, be wearing jet stealth black the whole time to really enhance the darkness. <laughs> yeah, that—that's—that's that's how we feel about it. Um, you're right, Sean. He's not gonna stay out of the conversation. He'll find ways. He's in the biggest media market. We'll be hearing about him forever. Any thoughts on him moving to number eight?
2: Uh, no, that. not really.
0: I mean, yeah, it was a, it's his college number. Good for him. Um, wasn't Joe Namath 12? Yes. So, I mean, okay, I, I can understand why you wouldn't wear 12 with the Jets anyway. Um, is his number even retired? I would imagine it is,
1: but. Um, yeah, but I think he gave permission for him to wear it. But I'm glad he's not wearing 12 in that jersey. It sucks. It looks bad. Yeah. No.
0: Yeah. Uh, and a and, uh, 12 in the entire, you know, AFC East is kind of a, a taboo number anyway. Um, they finally got rid of 12, so they don't need to see anyone else wearing it. But uh, I thought the trade was fair. I mean, and, and we so rarely see fair trades anymore. We see one team just astronomically overpaying. Uh, did the Jets overpay a little bit? Maybe. But at the same time, they've hit on so many draft picks lately. They don't really need all their draft picks in the future. They need to win now, like you said, Nick.
1: Yeah, there comes a time when you have to stop drafting for the future and and make moves for now. Well, well and you really also don't out. really
2: know who over and underpaid right now until we see how he fits into that system, right? Right. Like, yeah. the big question is, which version of Aaron Rodgers are you going to get? No question. I think it's an upgrade. I don't know how much of one it is. Like, what about, there's a chance, what if we're talking about this, like a Russell Wilson in Denver situation after oh, no. five or six weeks? Like, uh, sorry, but don't you put didn't... that evil on me. Don't you put that evil on me. <laughs> just let me live my life. One thing I do know, though, is that do you remember Zach Wilson's quote that yes, if they were to ever I was sign a veteran quarterback? I'm going to make that dude's life hell and practice every day. And I just think that is going to age beautifully. What if, what if Zach Wilson,
0: like, when he said that, he's like, oh, no, not competition-wise. I suck. But at the same time, I'm going to put a tack on his chair. There's going to be a nail in his tire. I'm going to be really annoying. He's not going to have a fun time. You know, just like, just like mis- mischievous stuff. He, I mean, he's about the size of, like, a little mischievous guy anyway, so.
2: And the question of, what's your mom been up to? ah there it is i was waiting for it I aaron Rodgers is gonna be it. like
0: i don't know he's like, well.
1: exactly <laughs> he's like i don't know my mom's uh the moms you're looking for are my age so repressed I think, uh, family trauma <laughs> weenie in the butt uh all right i think that wraps up that conversation let's move forward to the draft where it sounds as if the panthers have a consensus on number one and it's gonna be alabama's bryce young um, we were in a situation prior where it was um, a debate. Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud? Which one would they go with? I was in the C.J. Stroud camp. Once again, I'm wrong. What else is new? Uh, it appears as though Frank Reich, Scott Fitterer, and everybody else in Carolina, that that highly paid coaching staff that they've assembled there, has all come to the conclusion and the consensus, or as Frank Reich put it, uh, Scott walked into my office and and said, asked me if I wanted this quarterback, and I said yes. It was like a proposal. Uh, that he said yes to the ring. He literally said it was like a proposal. Uh, He said yes to the ring and the marriage um, will be happening soon enough. So, I mean, are we surprised? This is the guy who's been atop most of the draft boards or a lot of draft boards, not all of them, depends on who you ask, for a while. And uh, now I think it's a formality.
0: I I am surprised, actually. Uh, I was high on CJ Stroud. I know you were, Nick. I followed all of your pre-draft coverage. You were down there in Columbus for his pro day. Uh, You were in Indianapolis too, right? Yeah, I mean, I I thought C.J. Stroud was the number one overall pick. I liked him over Bryce Young, and I thought the Panthers did too. I'm not surprised that they're picking Bryce Young so much as I am surprised that C.J. Stroud seems to be kind of tumbling down draft boards a little bit. Like, he might not be number two or three or four or five. Like, that's what I'm most surprised about. So, you know... Well, first, I want Katie's take, but then I want your take on this, Nick because you're closer to this than any of us
1: on the c j Stroud thing specifically well, Sean, that was our next question. No love for c j Stroud. um I'm perplexed. Um, there was no feeling three weeks ago that this was gonna happen that there was some character issue or whatever was gonna make him slide he from all on all accounts, uh, you know he seemed like a guy who was. In command, was a leader. I was at the pro day, and he was right there next to his teammates, cheering them on on the bench press, cheering them on in certain things before he went and did his thing. Seems like he's a guy that everybody likes. So there's no Bo Callahan, nobody shows up at his birthday party type of thing here. So what is the question? Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just a matter of preference. I'm not sure. Um, if it was me and I had a team that I thought was built to welcome in a, a rookie quarterback and play him right away and, and have success, I would go see Jay Stroud because I think his accuracy is unmatched in this class. It's not the strongest class, but I think that he's the best when it comes to accuracy. But apparently people think that, you know, the people in Carolina at least think that, that Bryce Young is head and shoulders of the guy. So it's, it is interesting that it went from being a, a debate to being a foregone conclusion. But I think whoever gets CJ Stroud's probably going to be pretty happy. Um, it, it's hard to argue with the tape. It's hard to argue with the results that he's produced. So. You know, good on the Panthers for wanting Bryce Young. I hope it works out. He is a smaller quarterback. Um, I'm not going to use the term diminutive because I was emailed by Tyler Lockett's dad one time and said, don't use that. That's derogatory. So I've eliminated that from my vernacular. And uh, I will say that uh, Bryce Young's not the biggest guy on the field. And as long as he can stay healthy, I'm sure he'll be good. Uh, Go ahead, Panthers. Godspeed, and we'll see where CJ Stroud lands, because that is really the big question here, right? It's not a matter of that they didn't take him or that they're not going to take him and that they don't like him. But who does like him? You know, do the Texans like him? Because that's the word around town right now is that the Texans might not go quarterback at all, which is insane to me. I mean, you got Davis Mills and you got Case Keenum on your roster and you think that that's enough. Or you just don't like these guys enough that you want to get a playmaker at another position, which opens the next question, which is, where do they go? If you don't want a quarterback, who is that good that you're not going to take the most important?
0: Well, agenda? hold on, hold on. Before we move on, uh, I want to know, Nick, in your mind, where does C.J. Stroud go? Who takes him?
1: Well, I think that's an interesting question because there's a there's that's why a couple, I, asked, uh, I only ask interesting uh,
0: questions, I'll Nick. I'll tell you what, Sean, you're <laughs> yeah. quite a
1: pro. You, you are a pro. Um, I think that there's two scenarios I envision. I can't imagine that the Colts let him go. So I don't think he gets past four. I think there's a chance that somebody moves up three because if the Texans don't take them at two, they go defense. That Cardinals pick becomes very valuable and they could get a haul for a team that's looking for the quarterback of the future who moves up. Number one team on my list that might move up. Pay attention to you for a while with their top 30 visits, the way they've approached the quarterback position, despite making an addition this off season, the Las Vegas Raiders. Reason being Jimmy Garoppolo has a visible ceiling. We know what it is. Great run game. Great defense can get you to the Super Bowl. Can't win you the Super Bowl. Can get you the NFC Championship game a couple times. Can't get you past right? I think that if they're going to use him as the bridge, guy that knows Josh McDaniel's offense, ease CJ Stroud in, that's the team that trades up and gets him. But if nobody trades up and gets him, then I don't see him going past Indianapolis. So it's either three to a team like the Raiders, not necessarily only the Raiders, but like the Raiders, or it's four to Indianapolis, no further, at least in my opinion.
2: The Texans winning that last game is just looking worse and worse to me. Because <laughs> like I don't think it would have been as much of a question with Bryce Young. And you said it, Sean, Like the draft process has not been very kind to CJ Stroud the last few weeks. Like I feel like his stock has really, really fallen. We've also seen that before. Like Think about the year where Justin Fields, it was no question he was going to be number two.
1: Mm-hmm. And then
2: even... And then in, he wasn't. Leading up to it, and then he starts to fall, but... I was reading about C.J. Stroud today because it just doesn't really make sense how quickly he's fallen. And I saw a lot of people talking about the score on his S2 test, which is this cognition test. And I hadn't heard a lot about it the, leading into the draft the last few seasons. And I think it's only been around for the last seven seasons. So have, did you guys hear about that? Yeah. So he scored 18% on that, which apparently is like abysmally low, anything under 80 Teams will look at that and some teams will go, I'm not really into that. Hendon as, Hooker, I think, was 46. As as, but, as
0: Dean Wormer would say, fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but zero I think it is a bit of an zero. interesting thing because I've heard a lot of people today even, because it's so much of the discourse of what is happening with Stroud. Why is he tumbling so far? Why all of a sudden are there character issues? But yeah, a lot of people are referencing this S2 test And I don't think it's a big red flag, but I think it's because I don't think there's enough precedent for that where you go like, okay, this is who it connects to. But I think I look at that as more of an interesting case study for this season because he will be drafted by someone. No question about that. But if he does tumble, like Nick, I thought about the Raiders. I'm also looking at a team, maybe like the Titans, who want to trade up and take that risk.
1: Yep.
2: So... Yeah, but then I think about it too with the Texans, like it would be pretty risky to let him fall and Indy drafts him and then he cooks you twice a season. Right. (laughs) You don't want that.
0: So when it comes to the Texans, like the thing I thought about is either they're kind of behind this narrative and they're saying, hey, you know what? We're going to take an edge rusher. It's a really deep edge rusher class. We're going to take an edge rusher. And then maybe next year, you know, There's Caleb Williams. There's uh, that main kid from UNC. And then they're just saying, We want Stroud. We are making this narrative up because we want Stroud. We want him to drop to us at two. Look, he got an 18%. That's terrible. I mean, Anthony Richardson, he's not even, he can't even lead a college defense and he scored better than this kid. You know, he's not a good quarterback. There's that. Or maybe the Texans really are preparing to take an edge rusher or someone else. And just hold out one more year, tank one more year and say, Caleb Williams, you are ours. Like, maybe maybe that's going to happen.
1: I, I, yeah, I, I think I, that well, theory is probably the best, Sean. If, you're, if you really think that Caleb Williams is that good, then maybe it's worth it, right? Like, right, if, if you right. have the rope, if you have the leash, and you know you're not going to get fired in a year, then why not wait for the guy? Now that's a risk, because you could win more games and not be in position again. You,
0: you could could score two-point conversion in the last game of the year and pick number two overall instead of number one overall. who knows? I do want to say I, I want to speak on behalf of all bad test takers out there, of which I am one. Really bad test taker. I was once put in a closed room given a math proficiency test for three hours. And lo and behold, I failed it. A room with no windows, no bathrooms. No drinks, no food, no nothing, and lo and behold, the tutor is like, "Oh, you failed this test." I'm like, "Yeah, I wonder why my SAT scores were terrible." Still got into the colleges of my choice, but like, I can read, gradu- can write, exactly. Can read, can write, can't score well in the SAT. I still graduated college with honors. Still graduated high school with high honors. Like, it's all gonna work out. CJ, tests don't define you. Success the- does.
2: This is a pretty specific like reaction time for quarterbacks, though. Like. I am interested to see if anything does come out of that, because what I was reading is that it if you sco- if you score high, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to translate to being a good quarterback. But they've never seen someone score low and still transition into being a good quarterback. And like I said, it's only been seven seasons, and I think it's newer that like this was leaked. I think it wasn't something that the NFL even released. And but Joey I'm curious Burrow's about hands it. were
0: too small
1: you know, but I'm Joey also
2: got like 98%. So did Brock Purdy was in the uh, high nineties. Uh, well, I, this, this makes me think Katie of the Wonderlick,
1: which is an outdated test that they've gotten rid of and replaced it with this. And was it Vince young who scored like an eight on, on it or something like that? Like, I don't know what the score was out of, but it was bad. And yeah, he didn't have a great career by the end of it, but there was a few years where he was pretty damn good. Um, do we, how seriously do we take It's like Mo designs things chiming in here on, on Twitch as you, as he watches the show. Thank you for watching. Thank you for chiming in says, how credible is that number? I don't know. Because like you said, Katie, there's proof of quarterbacks who score well doing well and there's, but no quarterback who scored that low has done well. Well, what if this is an outlier? Like, do we put this much stock in a number? Do we really like the tape doesn't lie?
2: Well, and that's the argument. Otherwise, that's why I see it as more of an interesting case study than a blatant red flag. But man, you guys both said it like he has been just tumbling. Like a lot of people are saying he might not even go in the top five, ten. I just I find it kind of wild that it happened really fast like that.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. We'll see. We'll see what happens and we'll see how his career goes. Um, I'm not the best when it comes to picking quarterbacks who are going to do well. I was worried about Josh Allen because of accuracy issues. Um he turned out fine. But he was also in a good situation. It's how good the situation is. Like, do you have a franchise that's willing to surround you with talent and give you the patience necessary to develop? Or are you the Jets who dump you before the end of your second year? You know, it that matters to me as much as anything. The raw talent, the ability, the the polished skills, that's what matters the most. Which does lead me to my next question, which is where does Anthony Richardson land? Because this is a guy who's got all the physical tools. But this is a guy who is notably inaccurate in the mid level of the field, like eight to 15 yards. And it showed up in his workout. And it was all footwork. Uh, From my opinion, it was all footwork. You could see it just not having polished feet, kind of lackadaisically throwing the ball and sailing it. He can do everything with ease. He can 50 yards flick of the wrist, but he hasn't been consistent enough. And there's not a long enough or a large enough sample size to really have the full faith and confidence in him. So where does he land? How far does he slide? Does he go to Katie's team, the Seahawks, at? in the twenties or is he gone before then? Is the team willing to take a risk? Are you more willing to take a risk on a guy who's not polished in his fundamentals than a guy who scores poorly on a test? Cause that right there, I think is a comparison where it's like, what really is more important to us?
0: I want to say this and I want to be clear. I think whoever takes Air, uh, Anthony Richardson high in the first round is betting their future on a shaky bet. They're betting their future on a twelve leg parlay. Um, and I think that's just too risky. I think Anthony Richardson is a second day draft pick, not a not even a second round, but a second day draft pick, just because what did you just say a minute ago, Nick, with CJ. Stroud? The tape is there. Anthony Richardson, it's not the best tape in the world. It's not. And you just said so yourself. It's a shaky pick. And I think it's a shiny toy and everyone wants to you know, buy stock when it's high. His stock might never be higher than it, what, what it is right now. The guy has been like a lot of experts have said he can't read a college defense. You're going to have to teach him how to read an NFL defense. That alone is going to be a bell that's going to be very hard to answer. So there's an uphill battle. The problem is a team is going to pick him high or a team will most likely pick him high. Those are all bad teams, unless you're like at 10 with the Eagles, but obviously they just paid Jalen Hurts, so they're not going to draft a quarterback. Is the call to let this young stud play when you are one and seven, one and eight going to be too much? Because this Uh, kid needs to sit for several years. If you're one and seven, if you're two and 10, time to see what Anthony Richardson's got. He's not going to be ready. Everyone has said he is not going to be ready year one or maybe even year two, and you will ruin him and his career if you do that. So whoever takes him, if you take him high, you better make sure you have a plan, a three-year plan, and make sure by year three he's ready. Because year one, maybe even year two, he's just not going to be.
1: Uh, you, that's a hot take, um, that he'd be a day two guy. And I like that you came in with a fire take. You know, Sean, you know, he's the fire starter. He's the fireman, Lil Wayne, you know, that, that's Sean right there, minus the uh, the dreads. Um, I don't know if that's realized. We don't need to see your bad hair today. Keep the hat on. <laughs> As somebody who doesn't have hair, I'm still at liberty to say that. Uh, it, it's, you know, it, the, the, the physical tools are going to seduce a team into taking him. I, I hate to say it. It's just, it's going to happen. I don't see him being a day two guy. Even though Big B says, he said Manziel like, but really he said Anthony will follow the second round. Um, I, I just don't see it because yeah. the physical tools are so tantalizing. I mean. We are in a post-Cam Newton era in which Cam won NFL MVP at the Super Bowl. And this kid's got a better arm than Cam ever did. Uh, and he's kind of built like him. He can run better than him. And you could transform a team with him if you put him in the right Again, situation matters so much. Because like Sean said, you're 1-7, 1-8. You're the Cleveland Browns 2005. You're putting him in. Fans are calling for him. Put him in. Let him play. Season's over. Let him play. Well, that's how you ruin a kid. By not allowing him to, to grow. I think about the college defense, reading the college defense thing. It's been said, and it's known at this point, that Patrick Mahomes said he couldn't read a defense for a year or two until the middle of the second season. He sat out most of his first season. So you've got to go to a team like the Texans. who have got a case, you uh, that's got somebody there to play now, I think. Uh, he can't be drafted by a team that needs uh, a quarterback like him to play they they can have the luxury of resting him not and, resting and but sitting real real quick
0: uh you know having watched him at Florida for the last couple of years there was a time where he was sitting behind Emory Jones and the Gators were off to a shaky start and there was calls hey we got this young stud we got Anthony Richardson he's got a cannon he's supposed to be the you know the next big thing he's supposed to be our next Tim Tebow and Dan Mullen was like he's not ready i'm not going to put him in yet and the Gators were just not having a good year. So he puts him in because Emory Jones wasn't cutting it. But what happens? The Gators win a game. He's like, ah, yes, okay. Guess who starts the next game?
1: Emory Jones. Jones. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Because yeah. Dan Mullen knew what fans didn't. He just wasn't ready. And what happens? They threw him out there some more. They threw him out there some more. And then fans found out he just wasn't ready. The, 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 there was a disconnect there. And I don't think we ever saw what he could necessarily do in college career. Sorry, Katie, go
2: ahead. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I love that was, that's great. I didn't know about that. I didn't watch Men in Florida. I'm one of the, like, I'm not big into college ball. So I'm in the process the last like six weeks of just watching the tape. So that's interesting to me. Um, but yeah, you guys said it like, this is a player that a team has to properly develop him. And I do wonder if teams are <laughs> great. <laughs> <It could be. laughs> Just like yeah, great, great. Right. <laughs> um, but I do wonder if some teams are like, we, we're the system. We're the ones that could do it. But like, Nick, you brought up the Seahawks. We've talked about it before. Gino would be a great mentor. And there's not that pressure to start right away. As someone who cares about the Seahawks, I don't really like it. Because really? I thought they... I thought they had great chemistry on offense last year. Their defense didn't hold up their end of the bargain. So I would love to see them. It's maybe if they can trade down and then grab them later, I'd be okay with that. But there's a part of me that wants to see Geno Cook and take a Jalen Carter if he falls to them. Or wait till next year and go for Caleb Williams or Drake May. But what if you're not there to take him?
0: Trade. Is it, is it sort it out. out.
2: <laughs>
1: Figure is it, it ta- out.
0: Is it time it out. to win now, Nick? Is it time to win now? Because, I mean, the Seahawks do have a lot of, like, weapons. They do have some young pieces. Uh, is it time to trade up and win now? It might be in Seattle. It just might be. We, they saw, we saw it last year. Like, they were supposed to be horrid, and they were a playoff team.
2: Yeah, yeah, that yeah, that division's looking pretty rough this year, too. <laughs> I mean... The Colts, too, because the, the Colts sound like they're out on Lamar Jackson, so I wouldn't be shocked to see them take a risk on that high ceiling. Yeah,
1: but the thing is, is if C.J. Stroud's there at four, are you really going to take Richardson over him? No, not no. in the no. hell. The Colts no. have been through quarterback hell in the last three years. Since Phillip Rivers retired the last two years, CJ uh, uh, Carson Wentz, disaster. Good. But a disaster. We all remember how Jim Ursay shot that video on the tarmac after they lost to Jacksonville and completed their meltdown. Last year, greater disaster. Matt Ryan, nothing like what we expected. I thought Matt Ryan was gonna come in. Good offensive line. Don't really have the weapons, but they have the run game. Well, their offensive line faltered, wasn't nearly as good as they thought it would be. Jonathan Taylor was hurt. The weapons, they didn't have enough. Disaster. Okay. That was a, a, a dumpster fire of a season. It was really, really ugly. And I can't imagine they have the patience to develop a guy. They want to go get a guy. They can plug and play right now. and That's C.J. Stroud, in my opinion, at least. Now, there was an interesting theory out there, and Big B did comment this. Um, perhaps Will Levis ends up, he had it in him going to the Texans, but perhaps he ends up with the Colts. Maybe that's the guy they like more. And then the, the free fall really starts. For Stroud, we're getting Brady Quinn territory at that point. But I just can't imagine that after all this pain they've gone through in the last couple of years, that they're just going to be like, hey, let's go get a guy that needs to sit. Yeah, we're going to do that. We got an all-world running back right now.
0: Whatever coach or whatever GM has to realize that they might not be drafting him for their tenure. They might be drafting him for the next guy. But then the next guy doesn't want him because they don't want to have to develop him anymore. And the team still stinks, so they have to go get someone else again. Like, the path to Anthony Richardson being an NFL star is not a straight line, and it's not an easy path. Can he do it? Sure. He has the tools, but someone has to nurture him and develop him.
1: Here's the thing, Sean. What is the I'm 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 not trying to be the devil's advocate to you. I truly believe that if he's in the right situation, he has all the physical tools to have a legendary career. Like he's that gifted, but it has to be the right situation. And And how how often does that happen? That situation exists in Seattle and maybe nowhere else. Okay. Okay. Maybe Vegas, maybe, but that doesn't really fit what they look for in guys typically. (sighs) That otherwise it doesn't make sense to me. And and it's somebody that ends up taking him in day two and your prophecy is fulfilled. And you know what, Sean, you've had a pretty good run lately. You know, you were on Aaron Rodgers to the Jets months ago and nobody gives you credit. And by nobody, I mean the people who listen to this podcast because they're not active on social media and they don't have a place yeah. in, in, in the sports landscape, I guess. Point being, I am buying what you're selling, but if he ends up in the right situation, it's going to look bad on you. You know, I know you're, a, you're not afraid to take this risk.
0: Look, by no means am I saying he's going to suck. What I'm trying to say, maybe I have it hasn't come across clearly, is there are, more, there are more situations in which he washes out of the NFL than there are he becomes the Hall of Famer that he says he wants to become. He wants to become the all-time great that he says he wants to become. There are more situations, there are more variables that say not going to be good than there are he's going to be a legend but that being said, he absolutely still can be.
1: That's what I, I'm saying. I, okay. And, and your point is heard and noted, and I'll write it down in the Google doc. Um, right. I have one last request for him. Stop backflipping. We get it. You're athletic. Not going to make anybody draft you any higher. That's it. All right. Uh, let's move on. Last question for draft preview before we move on to shift years to F1 is uh, the question I think that probably is going to matter more than anything. I mean, quarterback's the most important position in sports, but
2: the best non-quarterback in this draft is Katie. I've gone back and forth with this one. And I, okay, so I understand all of the reasoning as to why you shouldn't draft a running back in the first round. Oh. This guy is the exception. Are you it's going? John Robinson. Yes. Really?
0: Yes. This okay. guy okay. is,
2: he is a stud. I think he has superstar okay. potential. I think he's a three down back. And he's so explosive. Like, what comps do you have for that? That's like a Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley level. Like, he's got the speed. He the, when I watch him, I just got goosebumps as I'm talking about Bijon Robinson. That's I need not a probably, hobby. That,
1: that's what that's what happened to me at, at the combine when Richardson threw his first fifty yarder. I got goosebumps on my arm.
0: Anyways, I I really hope that he goes to Green Bay just because you know Wisconsin. Uh, big Cheese State, you know, Brats, mustard, and then he can have that Bijan Mustardson brand right there in Wisconsin. It's finally, uh,
1: finally Bijan has the mustard. But, anyways, Katie, what you were saying.
2: Um, I think he would be an amazing fit on the Chargers.
1: Oh, yeah. The dream. Yeah. They're uh,
2: once uh, out. Yeah. I think yep. that would be a dream situation for it, them.
0: I think it would be. Um, I see the Eagles' names floated around a lot. Is Miles Sanders like just done or?
1: No, he's gone. He's in Carolina. he's gone. Yeah, he's in Carolina. How do they miss that? No, I all, I'm serious. Because I'm serious. Sean, Sean you cover all the sports. That. You cover all the sports, and I just cover football. So I, yeah,
0: you know what it is. There, you have no idea how many times I'm like, wait, when did that happen? Oh, yesterday. <laughs> oh, sorry, I was, I was, I was down at the trough. It, it rained. What? It, what? There was a dome. It rained. Yeah, that happened, Sean. But um,
1: well, okay. I, I, You know, Katie, I like that fit. I know that, you you know, a little bit of Chargers fandom and dream, you know, scenarios showing up here. And I get it and I respect it because he would be freaking awesome um, in that situation.
2: But the he would Eagles- be in all situations. That's how high yeah. I am on B. John Robinson. I think no matter what situation he goes into. He's going to be electric. He's someone that I want in all of my fantasy football drafts.
1: Okay, so there's a rule, right? Uh, Running backs are devalued. I mean, go look at Kareem Hunt still being a free agent. Um, The the money's not there. The value's not there anymore, right? So in that same vein, you don't take a running back in the first round. My comp, and it's only a, a, a loose comp, is the last running back that I can think of who was taken in like the top five that made a huge impact immediately was Ezekiel Elliott. And he's kind of built like Zeke. He's probably built better than Zeke. But when I watch him run, I kind of think of Zeke, but he's a much better Zeke. Zeke went fourth overall. There's like, if that's the standard, and the standard is the standard, then there's no argument against taking him wherever you want. Like, he's that good. That's my answer for this question, too. Not to jump you in the line, Sean, but that's my answer to this question, too. He's the best non-court. He's an amazing football player. You watched him. I watched him at the Combine from the suite. I'm just sitting there going, oh my God, this guy is like head and shoulders better than everybody. This is the best running back I've ever seen at the combine. Like, he's just awesome. He looks different. when He's built different, man. I didn't need to see his hair or the number on his shirt that he was wearing in the workout. I just watched him move, and I was like, yep, there's B. John. Like, clearly the best running back by far in this entire group. I think anybody who takes him is going to be happy with him. But I also think that a first-round pick is not the wisest investment in any running back because the longevity is not there. And that's the only thing. Keeping them from pulling I mean, but, a Saints and Ricky Williams baby trade the whole draft for it.
0: But hey, I mean, look at Saquon Barkley. After all of the injury problems he's had, after everyone saying, "All right, this guy's done," you know, it just it didn't happen. There's hey, again, he was the he was the rule. You drafted him number two overall, didn't pan out, and now he comes back and he's an all pro again. Like it's just, I mean, it happens. And when you have a freak athlete like that, yeah, maybe you do take him. Um, I will say, I was at the uh, Buccaneers pre-draft press conference last week um jason light was speaking and uh, he was asked pretty much and i and i love this about pre draft press conferences cuz nick and i were talking about this right after the draft or right after that 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 press conference you know every gm is asked you know would you take a quarterback? Yeah, I take a quarterback. Would you take a edge rusher? Oh, of course, I take an edge rusher. Would you take a linebacker? Oh, linebackers are always in need. Uh, it's and then Jason Light was specifically asked, even though Rashad Wright is already on the roster, Leonard Fournette's been released, but you know Rashad White is supposed to be that next guy for the Bucks. You know, w- would you take a running back there at nineteen? He's like, I, I wouldn't be afraid to take a running back. He answered every question the same. He would, he would take that guy. He would take, a, he would take an edge rusher, but. It does It does speak to the fact that GMs, they don't always adhere to the rule that, you know, oh, can't draft this guy in the first round. Oh, can't draft that guy in the first round. If he's your guy, he's your guy. If you like him, take him.
1: Sean, you showed a little. Vontae Mack, back. no matter what. No matter what. And then taking a running back at seven in that draft. You showed a little Midwest there with the, oh, oh, oh. I do say, oh, I do yep. say, oh, Yep. Ope, Pittsburgh's
0: Ope. right there on the border. So we do, I the, oh, does come in there. Um yeah, Ope, the Ope there it the, is. War, for...
1: And the Worsher
0: the worser before we shift gears though nick i i do want to introduce a new segment if we can, well actually hold on I,
1: I have one thing to say before we get to that not to interrupt you but no that's I, fine i just thought of the best troll job you ever could have done to jason light and it would have gotten you kicked out of the press conference room so obviously you're not i don't want to do it. that but i'm all ears you, sh- you should have looked him dead in the eye and been like would you take a kicker in the first round
2: <laughs> would you take a long snapper
1: you know a guy named roberto aguayo Ooh. second round pick you know you, you mm. there is precedent kind of
0: well it is funny you mentioned that because i did the the question that i was able to get in in that press conference nick had to actually write about it and it was funny if you didn't know this katie uh i asked jason light um, she doesn't know. <laughs> well i don't know i don't know if she reads your stuff man like I, I, asked, I asked Jason Light um what his war room is like during the draft. And it's if it's as you know exciting as the movie Draft Day makes it out to believe, which got a good laugh out of the room. And he is he actually said he likes that movie a lot. Um, and somehow that found its way through the NFL.com wires to Nick's desk and he wrote That's about so it. Crazy. And Nick, as I'm texting Nick about like, ah, oh, this. Pre draft press conference is so boring. It's, you know, you don't get anything. And Nick texted me, like, yeah, but he likes the movie draft day. Breaking news, Jason Light likes draft day. I was like, don't make fun of me. He's like, I'm not making fun of you. I was like, yeah, that's the question I asked. He goes, no
1: way. I was like, yeah, I'm sitting there. We're, we're watching the press conference and somebody puts in the slack, hey, he like, he said it's like draft day. We should write about it. And I was like, uh damn. <laughs> and then I finally my- thought Sean asked the question. I was like, you are, directly impacting my
2: day from yes uh, i am that's my, that's miles away.
0: That's my story on thursday and I'm, I'm excited for it
2: i love that for you both
0: oh there it is it really I'm it nice really was like worlds colliding
2: <laughs> all right oh
1: geez uh let's shift gears we're going over to f1 this is the grid iron podcast episode two and what do we do on Pump the, the Iron podcast folks what do we do what do we do on the grid iron podcast what's the we- grid in grid iron well, are we not introducing the new segment? Oh, yeah, we are. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> we, we apparently mess up intros no, and we, mess no, up. I thought we were going
1: to save that for the end. Segues.
0: But right. Well, if we save it for the end, then what's, what's the incentive to wait around for the middle? Or do you
1: want to wait for the end? Uh, well, this episode is brought to you by no one. And uh, thank you for sticking around. Now, do the episode. Let's do it at the end. It's, it's a nice finisher Before Hater or Lover, That's, right? Fine. Right? Okay. That's fine. That's right. okay, fine. That's a tease, folks. That is a tease. Those of you wishing to become professionals. Sean Barry, right there, giving you the example of a tease. All right, Maybe so we are going. Exactly. <laughs> it worked out. We'll go with it. Formula One. April breaks over. Thank God. Feels like we haven't raced in months. Dumbest thing in the world. Dumbest thing. I mean, um, we could all use a vacation, Sean. Let's, let's be honest. We could all use a vacation. But it's over. It's nearly over. It's done this week. Where are we going, folks? Where are we going?
2: Azerbaijan.
0: Is that like their official ringtone?
2: It is like when now. You, when you
0: land at the Baku International Airport, you're like, <laughs> "Welcome to Azerbaijan." In the elevator,
1: <laughs> seventh floor in Azerbaijan. Baku is the host of this race. Street circuit. You drive past a castle. Tires blow out on the on the front straight. Everything's great. It's a blast. It's actually a pretty difficult course.
0: This is my favorite street circuit, actually.
1: Yeah, it's I, my agree. Favorite one. It's my I favorite agree. One, I agree.
2: It's, it's the most a, chaotic. I it
1: is, it, but it's a lot better than Miami. Well, we'll and, well, and
0: they're calling a lot of things street circuits these days. Like they're calling Miami a street circuit. Uh, technically, yes, I guess it is. Same with Australia. Sure, technically, I guess that's a park circuit. Exactly, but uh, Montreal is technically a street circuit too. Yeah,
2: that's strange. To like me. They,
0: they're calling a lot of things street circuits. Like it's it's not because this road right here exists only for Formula One, just like it in Miami. So. No, I'm excited. I mean, A, just to get back to racing, but I, it's one of my favorite tracks to watch because chaos always ensues, always ensues, and cars, as Bigby mentioned, always go broom vroom.
1: He also put a car em- emote in there. Yeah, really doubling down. Uh, yeah, uh, it, it's it's a blast, man. Like I love the annual tradition of Charles Leclerc driving into the wall right next to the I am stupid.
0: I am stupid.
1: it's great it's a
2: blast
0: i love
1: watching it it's great it's it's fantastic um you know there's there's all there's all kinds of sections here you get a long straight high speed you get s curves leading to that straight right into the drs zone the the last sector is more higher speed but you have the technical sector the second one where it's you're swooping in you take a right through a bit of a chicane you go around another tight hairpin right along the castle you go through there you get up over around the bend it's like you kind of get to let it rip coming out of there. And the first one, of course, is a race down to the straight. And if you're not Lewis Hamilton, you know how to use your brakes and not accidentally turn them off. And then you take a left, and then you take another left at the end of that straight where there's a runoff and it's full board DRS. Personally down at the end of that. that personally oh. offended hey,
0: Katie. That personally offended Katie. Hey,
1: I didn't make the magic button. Okay. I'm not Houdini. All you right? can slow down and see
0: at the moment no where my heart broke. At no point in that, what was that, 2021, right? At no yeah. point did he look in his rear view mirrors. Goes, hey, why are my brakes on fire right now, guys? Is something wrong?
1: Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you have a restart. Uh, sometimes things like that happen. But it's a uh, it's it's a wonderful circuit. It's 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 a real treat, and uh, I'm super excited for it. Uh, what are we looking forward to, guys? Here um, in Baku, before we get into because the format of the weekend itself is something that we also should discuss. But okay, all right, Sean, let's get right to it then. New sprint race rules. Let it rip.
0: I don't know what they are Um, and that should tell you all you need to know about the new sprint race rules is that I now have to go look them up again because I read them about four or five times today and I still have no idea what the hell these rules are for what they mean why so here's the rules Um, on Friday you're going to have practice one. And then you're going to have the qualifying. So after one practice, you're going to have qualifying, which is usually on Saturday. That on that qualifying on Friday is going to start the grid for the actual race on Sunday. Then on Saturday, you are going to have what is going to be called the sprint shootout, which I believe you are actually going to have another form of qualifying that is going to start the sprint race. And it's like going to double as practice two uh, in the sprint shootout. You have to use the Q1 tire for twelve minutes, the Q2 tire for 10 minutes, and the Q three tire for eight minutes. It's all just very confusing.
2: So it's medium, medium, soft. Yes. For the tires in the in the qualifying so, for the sprint. Sure. I I don't I don't,
0: sure, I sure. don't understand Great. why the change, because it was so simple to follow before. Like, hey, we're gonna have practice one, two, three. And then we're going to have qualifying like normal, on, but only on Friday. And then you're going to have a sprint race on Saturday, and that's going to start the grid for Sunday. I like that because you also awarded points in the sprint race on Saturday, but it, it gave a little bit of chaos. And it, it made things just a little bit more, I don't know, interesting just because you had the cars that are like, you know, damn the torpedoes. I'm going to run this sprint race or run this qualifying like it's my last race because we can get up to the front. And then you had some cars that would hold back and play it safe and they wind up, you know, 12th, 11th, 13th. And they're one of the top three or four teams that made things interesting, I think. And the fact that the sprint race isn't going to have any impact at all, unless I guess you crash out on the actual race
1: itself. I don't like that. It's like a secondary race. It's very like NASCAR calling it a shootout, too. But it's like a secondary event, like. Hey, you're here for the race Sunday, but if you show up Saturday, we're going to have a mini race for those of you who can't afford the full ticket price on Sunday, like make it matter. Make the whole point of the sprint was to add excitement to what is already a pretty exciting Saturday when you qualify. But instead of just getting Q1, Q2, Q3, you get a race. It's a shortened race, but it's a race. It's one shot. Nobody pits. Go get it. Go drive around on the track afterward on a bus and wear a wreath. You know, it's not as important as the big race. But it's still important. It's still worth points. And also, why the hell did you wait until today to confirm that this is the format? Like, oh, I didn't even blindsided. know
0: this was a thing that was yeah. happening.
2: What year is it? They had so much time. There was a full break that they had, and they come up to race week, and they're like, oh, yeah, let's vote in it on Tuesday. But I guess all the teams, or not all, but enough voted for it, which I'm surprised by. Like, I'm in the camp of... I do want to see it before I cast a lot of judgment because when I'm reading it I'm like are you kidding me this is so stupid because I traditionally am one of those people like if it ain't broke don't fix it I'm one of the weirdos that I enjoyed watching three free practice sessions but Saturday is kind of its own day now like Saturday is its own package day which I find it so weird that qualifying is on Friday so it's like you're watching Quali on Saturday and it's like, Hey, yeah, this isn't the one for tomorrow. And I think the teams that get kind of screwed because it's only the top eight cars that get points for sprint, I think.
0: Yep. Yeah.
2: So like all He's- the mid to back teams where you just have to do more. I It's
0: right. And spend like, more you're money using
2: your engines. You're spending more money. If there's a crash a and you know, you're era. not yeah, in the cost cap era where, you know, you're not even going to be in the running for points because even finishing p10 a lot of teams struggle to get to but getting to p8 like there's a lot of teams that would probably just rather sit out because there's virtually no benefit to them like even if right. they go through the field right. it doesn't matter for the next day so i'm looking at teams like alpha Tauri, Alpha romeo that are probably looking at this like get me out of here <laughs> like let me just do free practice where I don't have to be running the car super hard and risking a crash.
0: You're going to hear radio messages that are just going to say, "Hey, take it easy. Hey, you know, this is this pace is fine even though you're 5 seconds off the pace." Like, what do what do we care? What are we going to gain here? We're not going to finish top eight and the only thing that can happen is we break the car and then have to work on it all night before tomorrow's race that actually matters.
1: Let's add this in too. Um, another bit of strategy potentially. Here we go. You see that? In addition, a breach of Park Ferme will result in a pit lane start for the sprint and the race, while power unit related penalties will only apply to the race unless they're also a Park yeah. firme breach. So you could be like, hey, you know what? We got to change the power unit. We're going to take a penalty, but we're going to do it on a sprint weekend because we're going to try and go get that eight points on the sprint weekend. And then we'll take our lumps in the actual race. Like it's, it's, it just doesn't seem it make it make sense it doesn't make
0: sense it's like the f1 is i i think i mean good for the fans that are showing up and buying a ticket for saturday like they you know definitely feel like you get your money's worth but at the same time it's kind of like us at home are like
1: what what like i'm confused Why? still yeah you went through I, it I and i'm still confused what you're doing here yeah like what you didn't have to complicate it was fine you know you don't you don't have to repaint the, the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel here. It's already a
2: masterpiece. Just let us enjoy it already. Damn it. All right. Let's, uh, Let's let's. Lewis said it. Cash is king. And what's going to make more money, free practice or a sprint? or Yeah, and like I'm not going to lie. That's the first the thing reality I of it. Of. Yeah,
1: I was thinking, you know what? The NFL is really good at making everything a tentpole event. And the f ones kind of following suit here. Let's let's kind of speed things up. No pun intended that time because uh, we're up against it in time. Uh, what did each team need over the break entering the end of April, the start of May? Are we starting from back to front
0: or front to back? Actually, what is the order? I haven't looked it up in a while.
1: Uh, I'll tell you in a second. Um, You be the moderator here, Nick. Let's go Constructor Stand. Let's speed through this as quick as possible. It's Red Bull. One, one, two-word answers. Red Bull, Aston Martin, Mercedes, Ferrari, uh, McLaren. If you
0: didn't know... Unlike the summer break, this April break, teams were actually allowed to work on their cars. In the summer break, you can't touch your cars. It is a break. In the
1: People summer break, Christian Horner goes, he goes camping with Ginger Spice. Exactly. You know, now, now
0: you can actually work on your car for three weeks while you're off. So teams have a major added advantage. So uh, where are we starting, Nick?
1: Uh, if we want to go front to back, let's start with Red Bull. Okay.
0: Uh, Katie? Katie?
2: Red Bull, the thing they needed was just rest and relaxation because oh, they'll be yeah. fine. I don't, I'm not worried about Red Bull one bit. A little
1: bit of R&R for RB. R&R.
0: Red Bull, it, it, all, all Red Bull needed over the uh, April break was to have a sit-down chat with one Jos Verstappen. If you know, you know. Yeah, yeah.
1: A, a lot of acronyms that we're playing with here. All Red Bull needed over the break was uh, fresh resupply of Red Bull that's it stock the, stock the fridges stock the fridges get the green edition out because that team behind us have copied our car they're they're not close but you know they're annoying
2: uh aston martin
1: number two what do they need katie
2: aston martin needed to give fernando alonso a raise vibes are high and lawrence stroll should be showering his new favorite son with gifts
0: all Aston Martin needed was to play this, uh, this drama perfectly, and they have, with the Taylor Swift and Fernando Alonso, possible,
1: possible
0: uh, a relationship.
1: Katie, hey, what's the name of that app?
0: The, 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 the app, that the, the, the one the you have that we don't? Yeah.
2: <laughs> Raya? Or Raya, I think it's pronounced. you. Oh, yeah, the dating app. We're not sponsored by anybody, but if you want to sponsor, thanks for letting the world know how painfully single I am, guys. I appreciate that. Yeah, that was but not at, least you're,
0: at least you're on the famous single people app. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because you are famous, right? Yeah. Notably yeah. famous. Yes. Yes. Exactly. I know. I
2: typically lead with that.
1: Well, there was a reason I asked that. And the reason is all Aston Martin needed to do was delete that app. <laughs> Hinge, the app that's made to be deleted. Not sponsored by Hinge. Not sponsored by anybody. If you're interested in sponsoring us, Hit us up. Hold on, on, hold Twitter.
0: on, hold on. One second. I, I can confirm or deny uh, if uh, if they, these is Taylor Swift and Fernando Alonso an uh, item. My girlfriend was at the concert last week. Real quick. Hey, babe. Did did, did Taylor have like a a spring in her step at the Tampa <laughs> concert last week? Just shrugged her shoulders. So still unconfirmed. We
1: don't know. All right. Well, yeah. It remains to be seen. You know the mystery. Still exists. All right. Number three on the list, uh, Mercedes. What do they need?
2: Uh, I think Mercedes needs a darkness retreat. Oh. Your side pod solution will come. You will get there. Just maybe you need four days in the dark and get some DMT-like hallucinations.
0: Yeah. Jeez. Uh, All Mercedes needed was to hire back James Allison, which they did. And now as their technical director, he's going to write the ship.
1: All Mercedes needed was a fresh set of tools to implement some of the changes that they got coming because they've been talking about it and they're not even close to reaching the potential of the car, supposedly, but they're still hanging on to that those damn minimalist side pods that made everybody lose their minds last year and proved to be a, a joke. <laughs> hey, ditch them, please. Ditch them.
2: But let's run it back by all means. Why
1: not? Why not? It's already there. We've already spent the money. Ferrari, fourth on the list. What do they need?
2: Uh, a pain management therapy program for both drivers. Wow. Oh, yes. That is not a time where I want to go into a four-week break. They both had a rough first three three races. I'm sad now.
0: All Ferrari needed was uh, a bulldozer and a wrecking ball because, man, those castle walls got to come down in Baku because (laughs) Charles is not having it.
1: (laughs) Uh, All Ferrari needed was an airbag in preparation of that crash. That's going (laughs) to happen because it always does.
2: It's fine. Everything is fine.
1: Fifth on the list, John's team, McLaren. What do they need? I mean, they need a lot, but what do they need, Katie?
2: Uh, I just have one word, upgrades. McLaren needs upgrades. That's
0: the only word I had in my mind, too. They promised upgrades for Baku. We better see some upgrades.
1: That's it. (laughs) McLaren needs a new version of Google Chrome because the one they got on their wheels ain't doing it. It just keeps spinning. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) it ain't doing it number six in the list
2: microsoft bing energy oh gross (laughs) exactly exactly they
0: might as well they might as well put the internet explorer's icon on the wheels because that's how slow they are
1: 2023 mclaren mercedes racing brought to you by netscape mozilla firefox (laughs) what does
2: alpine need alpine needs a time machine Oh, Vibes no. were super high in Australia before the third restart. Woof. Uh,
0: Alpine just needs to figure it the F out. Are you up or down, high or low? I I don't know. I can't figure this team out.
1: Alpine needs to um, get some new radios because their communication, the the rapport between the drivers, not great, not great. Uh, not that they have a terrible relationship, but. They can't avoid running into each other, and that's a problem. Now, is this thought last race reactionary? Yeah, sure, but that's all we got to go off of right now. And so, that's, that's more. They're going to need some Pepto-Bismol, which, you know, that pink car, well, that'll do the trick if they don't figure things out. Number seven on the list. John calls it Haas, but it's Haas. What do they need?
2: They need to stretch their hips. Both of their drivers are in their mid-30s, and I'm in my mid-30s, and everything hurts on my body. Oh, yeah. So that's what they needed to do for the three weeks is just stretch. Maybe Gunter can just keep protesting for the whole three weeks because I really wanted that Hulkenberg podium. I'm not over it, but just stretch. Everybody there, you're in your 30s. You're not as young as you used to be.
0: Uh, uh, Haas needs to paint their car. (laughs) (laughs) There
2: it is. (laughs) I almost said
0: Aston Martin. Haas needs to paint their car any different color than what it is because anytime Nico Hulkenberg is in just a random colored car that he showed up to that weekend, He's a legend. Anytime he's actually in his car, just wanker, mid. wanker.
2: It was right there, Sean.
0: I didn't want to say that, but he's mid. He's he's not a wanker. He's mid, but wanker. they need to paint it green or paint it pink. And he'll think he's in a completely different car and go. And
1: this is what they signed up for. They're 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 paying their penance for what they decided to do. Um, what does Haas need? Um, a new boat. Uh, maybe not necessarily like a, a new car entirely, but a new boat. Uh, Gunter uh, probably pretty uncomfortable in that tiny thing uh, especially after what they've had to deal with lately. Uh, Maybe
2: yeah. a longer pit wall they could use.
1: Yeah uh, a few things I think uh, they need a, you're right the time machine works man. they need to rediscover what they did before Jeez. Uh, Alpha Romeo now we're getting into the
2: bottom of irrelevance. What do they need? Uh, for Joe to cut his hair into a mullet. Ooh. That team oh. needs a morale oh. boost in a big way and I don't think it would hurt
1: no? I don't no. think haircuts hurt. Mm.
2: Uh,
1: what,
0: wait, who are they becoming? Are they becoming Porsche or are they becoming Audi? I, I forget. Audi. Okay, They need they need a time machine to fast forward to 2026 yes, and just become yes. Audi already. Yeah. That's all they need.
1: Yeah, I was going to go on that page Big too. Time. Let's bring the four rings over and maybe they'll actually compete. Because right now, no, not there. Alphatari, what do they need?
2: A much longer break. <laughs> <But> <laughs> Those cars are just so slow. Like, painfully slow for being affiliated with Red Bull. But, yeah, they just needed a lot more time. Like, everybody's looking at this like, oh, this is so long. And they're like, we need six more weeks to be at least serviceable.
0: AlphaTauri need to give Yuki Tsunoda more credit for the job he's done in such a donkey of a car. I am impressed. I am impressed. Donkey.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is accurate. Uh, Alvatore, they need the uh, they need the password. They need the entry code. They need a key card to Milton Keynes. Get some of that technology from from Red Bull. Uh, you're you're supposed to be a junior team or a sister team. Let's get some uh, sibling love instead of such a rivalry. Stop hiding all the secrets, Red Bull. Help this team out. <laughs> and finally, Williams, what do they need?
2: Just to stay on the path that they're on. They're going to be fighting for points, and it's amazing. And I'm just really happy. I love what what's happening with Williams right now.
0: All Williams needs is to paint some stars and stripes, and maybe a bald eagle on the side of the car. Because America's coming home to Miami, USA, Florida, USA. Florida. boy's coming home, gonna race.
1: Rock flag and eagle. Um, I think what Williams needs is to just keep on trucking. You know, I I, I like it. I I, I like all so what positive we got about
0: them. the team that's in last place. Like, yeah, they doing? got. They're trying. They, they got, they got
1: one point, but like the gap between the back of the field and, and you know, in past years to now is, is so much closer. Like they're, they're competitive. They're not just bringing up the rear anymore. Right. I'm excited for them. I think the <sighs> derilaton capital and everything else is starting to have an effect, you know? I mean, look, I'm not going to mince words here. I was fired the hell up watching the qualifying for Australia at the bar and seeing Williams competing for spots. I was like, oh my God, oh my God. They I matter. I will, I will say, a it, bit.
0: I just got a, uh, a media alert today, my email for a, uh, a Williams event in Miami next week. And I'm like, talking to my bosses, I'm like, can I go? You're like, and hey, I'm hoping. And I'm hoping. I can't get the access to Red Bull
1: but Williams, you know.
0: Right. Hey, they're at last place. They are the worst team, but they have a Florida driver. So there's my, there's my in.
1: Yeah, that might work, actually. I like that idea. All right, that's it for what the teams need. Um, We kind of previewed this, Sean. Um, Do we want to talk about the Fernando Alonso and Taylor Swift? I feel like, oh, oh, all right, all right. I've been...
0: Time be damned. This is fun. Camera is a Fernando.
2: I love this storyline. Taylor Swift as an F1 wag is something I am so extremely
1: (laughs) Oh my god. An
0: F1 wag. Oh I love it. Oh my
2: god. The way just she say, said wag. Oh my god. An <laughs> F1 wag. was one TikTok video of him looking up from his phone and winking, and that's all oh the okay. information I need. I'm in. I am cheering for them. What would their celebrity name be?
0: I've thought about it, but there's really nothing good. Is it like Tay Nando? Tay Nando. Swift Lonzo. Yeah. Swift- uh, Tay <laughs> I I I, I've I've brought this up because it is so funny because like he is Fernando Alonso is not a bad looking dude at all and he's played this off so well if you follow him on TikTok like he's just sitting there with like a Taylor Swift song playing in the background looks up the camera winks and it's like whether it's true or not he's playing into it he's leaning right into it and and good for him Uh, and everyone's like oh he's so old okay first off he's forty one she's thirty three he she has dated older than him before. John Mayer is older than Fernando Alonso.
1: How old's John Jake Mayer? Jill-
0: He's in his mid forties now. Okay. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is older than Fernando Alonso. Like it's an eight year, like a seven and a half year difference. When you're in your thirties and forties, that's not that bad. Yeah, we're
2: not here to date shame. She's no. dated people older than him, and that's okay. He, My fiance is a
0: year older than me. Now he is like five foot five, so I mean. We
2: love a short king on this podcast.
0: We, we love a short king.
1: We're not short, but we support.
2: Exactly. As a short queen, we like short kings, too. Yeah. Short kings matter.
1: Crowns for everybody, even if you can't reach them off the shelf.
0: I don't, I don't think, and it's funny, too, because um, so many racers have been asked about, like, is this real? Like, Bubba Wallace, this weekend at Talladega, was asked about it, and he was like, Amazing. Fernando and Taylor? For real? Good for her and for him. And then, like during, <laughs> does he really life, have
1: that hard of an accent?
0: He does. He he is. He's from North Carolina, so like, yeah, he has the cackleacky accent. And then, um, uh, Lando was uh, on like one of his friends' streams, and he's like laying on a bed in the background. He's like, Lando, did you hear about this? Is Taylor and Fernando Alonso like a real thing? He's like, no, but me and Ra- Margot Robbie are.
2: <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> Oh, like, OK, Lando's still playing at the kids table. We get it.
2: Yeah. Oh, in I, my I, heart, they are a couple and they're doing great. I'm cheering for them because it helps me sleep easier at night. Just hoping that they're a couple. That's interesting. Just brings it brings joy to the world.
1: I I guess. <laughs> sure. We'll go with that. I'm probably the least cultured of the three when it comes to Taylor Swift's music beyond her first album. Um, oh. Sixteen, you
0: know that's that's. I got that's to good. listen to like a couple songs just driving around town the other week, uh, oh, just Sean because I live so close to the stadium.
1: Yeah, Sean had a good time. oh uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> no, I did not. Uh, no, I did not. No names, please. Uh, uh, all right, uh, I guess that wraps that up. Uh, All right. It's time for you guys to roast me.
0: All right, cool. We got a new segment uh, this week, that we're going to start every time we podcast, and we're going to call it Do You Even Know? And we got to say it like that. Do you even know? And the premise of this is two of us are going to grill the third person. Uh, We're going to ask them sports-related questions, three. And the kicker is they're not going to have any time to prepare. So Nick actually does know the subject of which we were about to quiz him, but this is the only time. I'm a man of
1: integrity, and I did not do any research.
0: Exactly. So he, he, we, we, he doesn't know the questions we're going to ask him. He does know the topic, but this is the only time that the, the interviewee will know the topic. So um, the topic tonight is the NHL, because Cleveland famously not a hockey city. Katie's from a hockey background. Hockey is my favorite sports. Uh, so we're going to grill Nick on some uh, some some hockey knowledge. Three questions, starting with this one. Nick, Do you and it's an easy one. This gonna be the easiest one, I promise. Do you even know which team has won the most Stanley Cups? Um, is it the Canadians? Yes, it is the Montreal Canadiens. Hey!
2: With 24. Get yeah, we get yeah, yeah.
0: I wanted to start off easy because Katie's is pretty difficult.
1: Katie is stunned that I knew that.
2: I, big time, yes. Nick, do you even know, there are two current players in the NHL with over 80 points and over 120 penalty minutes. Who are they?
1: is uh, mcjesus isn't involved right he nope. is not i X. don't know i have no idea
2: okay guess the other one you have to guess two
1: yeah two just throw out two names
0: uh no i have nothing I'll tell you what one <laughs> one plays for florida and the other one plays for ottawa
2: that does nothing for me <laughs> <laughs> what a good sport, Nick. Do you only know one hockey player is that why? We're no. not going to shame you. I just know just a lot of a different hockey some player.
1: other guys than the the what's his name that plays for the blue are,
0: jackets are, here, here, here. final <laughs> final clue.
1: They're brothers. Oh. Uh, the only brothers I knew over the Subans. And they're out.
2: Ooh, well, yeah, not in the league. Okay, so one is Matthew Kachuk. The second one, Brady Kachuk.
1: Uh, was their dad also a hockey player? Yes, for the St. Yes. Louis Blues. Yes, I did know that guy. Okay.
2: You're doing amazing, Nick. There we go. That guy.
1: One for two. Final question,
0: Nick, so you can get above uh, 500 here. Uh, the past nine oh, President's Trophy winners, which is the trophy awarded to the team that finishes with the best regular season record and most points, oh, the past nine President's Trophy winners have failed to win the Stanley Cup. Who was the last team to win both the President's Trophy and the Stanley Cup. Oh, sorry. Do you even know who the last team to win the President's Trophy and Stanley Cup in the same season were?
1: Actually, it was the the Pittsburgh Penguins. No, no, it wasn't. Uh, Wait, can you give me a year? I might be able to be good with years.
0: Uh, 2011-2012. Oh. Katie just figured it out if she didn't already know. I saw the look. I'm out. <laughs> uh, it was the Chicago Blackhawks.
1: Oh, yeah, because they went on a run there. They won like mm-hmm. what, three in a row or something like that?
0: Uh, three no. in like six years or something three, like that. Yeah,
1: there you go. <laughs> like the Giants of hockey. Yeah. yeah. Nope. All right. Yeah, the, the-, the, the New York or the, the San Francisco mm-hmm. Giants. They won no. a title every other year.
0: Yeah. I mean, all right, close. All right. And this has been <laughs> Do You Even Know? Do You Even and Know? And apparently
1: Nick did not. I did not know. Uh, all right, last segment of the show. Jesus, that was terrible. I'm- this is gonna be fun.
0: Who wait, who 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 gets it next week?
2: I'll volunteer.
0: All right, cool. Nick and the, you and I gotta team up. What can I grill Katie on? We'll figure it out. We gotta like we can't. Do you tell even her.
1: know Quentin Tarantino movies? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> Do you even know how long the Havel 8 was? Oh my god. Long. Yes, Samuel L. Jackson was in it. Hate it or love it. What's your guys' hate?
2: John, you kick this one off.
0: I already told Katie my hate. <laughs> Can I say it or is it too mean?
2: No, of course. This is a safe space for this.
0: My hate is pretty much just all of the Toronto hockey media atmosphere. It's just. I'm at I'm at game four of the uh opening round between the bolts and uh Maple Leafs last night at Emily Arena in Tampa, and it's like local tampa media was outnumbered like five to one like we 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 waited around for the lightning head coach john cooper to finish his press conference and i'm just waiting around because normally they bring a player or two in because of the fashion in which the lightning lost last night imploding with 10 minutes to go and losing in overtime no players came out to the podium and so i'm like waiting and waiting and waiting all of a sudden like 50 people all from canada all covering the leaves walk into this room that's already pretty packed and i'm like okay i guess a the lightning are done b these guys are taking over and it wasn't just that the coffee was out the food was out when i got there they were like locusts they were like a plague descending upon our media room here in tampa so I just just oh and also when the Lightning won or when the uh, Leafs won in overtime someone got on their phone and played the uh Leafs goal song
1: oh that's gross in in, 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 in Be impartial. like partial
0: in in the quiet media room like all you heard when the the Leafs won in overtime we're like oh wow and then someone like starts playing their goal song I'm like dude come on get off it so the Toronto hockey media just, you're my hate this week, man. Not a bad, not a good taste in my mouth.
2: When I tell you, I feel every word that you just into my soul. <laughs> I, well, because I'm Western Canada. So we like Canucks, Flames, Oilers. I went to school in Toronto. And when I went, to, everybody here is like, what the hell, Katie? You're going to the dark side. I'm like, I know. And then I'll leave right away. I promise. So I came up the ranks in the Toronto media We call it, it's TSN is supposed to be the sports network, it's Toronto's sports network. Every single thing is center of the universe in Toronto. The running joke among media members outside of Toronto is, yeah, but how does that affect the Leafs? Because every single thing about hockey in any manner, Turns to how it somehow impacts the leaps.
0: It's kind of like ESPN, like, oh wow, like Aaron Rodgers got traded to the Jets, but how does that affect the Knicks and LeBron? (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly.
2: (laughs) The Lakers and the Knicks,
1: and yeah, the Yankees. That's that's New York media in the states, right there. There you go
2: same vibes with toronto but my hate this week is the leafs winning they won the last game and i was really disappointed in that because the leafs have had high expectations so many years in a row this is finally going to be it this is finally going to be it and they haven't got out of the first round since 2004 so every year that it's the year it's almost 20 years since they've made it out of the first round so they're up 3-1 in the series So people are starting to lose their minds. This is different. This is different. And I'm sitting here like, what about all the other series where you were up 3-1 and then you blew it in such magical fashion? So I hate that they're Mm. winning, but I still hold on to hope that they will find the most amazing, creative, beautiful way to blow it.
0: Okay, I'll tell you what. uh, In my sports office, we're already planning to work Saturday night for game six. That's you how much be. belief, uh, not not that yes. we have in the Lightning, but how much belief we have in the Leafs getting this done, actually. Like, it's not anything about the Lightning. They they played putrid over the last couple of periods, really. Uh, but, um, yeah, we just, we know the Leafs. So we're like, the yeah, Leafs we'll probably, lose to they'll themselves. They'll be home Saturday. Exactly. The Leafs beat themselves.
1: We'll be home yeah. on Saturday. It's, it's so funny because that's exactly how Knicks fans are acting right now. Yeah. <laughs> Like it's the exact same thing. Like yeah. they can be their kindred spirits. They're the same way. Every win at the guard, Knicks baby, let's go. You know it's gross. And like I say that as a Cavs fan, but like I just don't like New York gross. fans in 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 general. And I'm sorry, your team didn't make the playoffs, Katie. Um, oh, l- look, yeah, that's I okay. I'm used to yeah, it. it. I, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, that's gross. Uh, my hate is not nearly as um, timely, but. I hate it, I've really grown to hate it. It's a growing trend and it's among fans of particular teams on social media or in conversation. They refer to players as their jersey numbers. Like when I was with the Browns, so many people would be like, well, as long as we got six, we're good for Baker. It's like, oh, 95, I hate that. Like I see people tweet, they like, that shouldn't even matter about 13 and 80. Like they have names unless you're a coach or like a teammate don't say that oh i hate it it's the worst and another hate i have it's super like stupid and small but um bridget and i went to syracuse last week and um you know spur of the moment trip that we had to go on and we stopped off in like western new york uh to grab a bite to eat right along lake erie and it was this really small mom and pop and i walked in there and it was like two o'clock and I'm like, oh, I get an Italian sausage because why not? But every menu in a small place, I can't stand this. And it goes back to when I worked in a kitchen like this at a restaurant in high school. I hate it when places call one of their meals. It's always like one or two of their meals, blank blank dinner, like fried fish dinner. It is 2 p.m. That's that's dinner. If anything, it's lunch. Okay all right such is- a random hate why <laughs> so is this niche. italian sausage <laughs> this and is a safe this-
0: space but that's weird
1: this is grilled salmon but this is the chicken finger dinner like you don't need to put dinner on it okay i know i'm here for the meal stop calling it a dinner those are my i eights. feel
2: so american i think i've never seen that in my life
1: it's gross i don't like it i, don't I like hate it, bit. it yeah good see see there we go all right what's your loves Huh? katie no rubs. no no you are. guys no, no you
2: started chivalry. you said leafs no i started oh,
1: no it's you, it's you katie it's you, nope nope now 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 it's katie okay
2: well fine so i love this time of year nhl playoffs nba playoffs f1 nfl draft days are longer and i'm way less sad and it's not minus a billion in canada everything is coming up millhouse in april
1: um, minus, a minus a billion Celsius or Fahrenheit. Like...
2: Fahrenheit. Because Celsius makes more sense. Because Celsius, I would have said so, minus twenty-five.
1: So if it's minus a billion Fahrenheit, then what is it minus in Celsius? Never mind.
2: 67.
1: <laughs> okay. Um my
0: love is, you know, I will kind of piggyback off that, but my love is specifically like baseball. Baseball is supposed to be fun, and too often people forget that it's not, or it is a fun sport. It it really is. Getting an up-close, you know, front-row seat of what the Tampa Bay Rays have done this season, tying a modern Major League record, starting with 13 straight wins, I quoted the stat that this hasn't been done since the 1872 new york nickel nickel pennies i i i so i actually said that on air i said it was really good
1: 1879
0: new york nickel pennies the akron rubber makers those teams don't exist but that's what made it so much fun like them going on that ride they've stayed hot they're 24 like Jesus Christ! It, 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 it's it's such a fun ride. At the same time, you know the, the the Pittsburgh Pirates, like who are the team I actually root for. They have the best record in the National League right now. Not expected. They signed their franchise player today. Like baseball is fun to watch, and getting to actually enjoy that is 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 it's like a religious experience. It's a romantic experience. Like in Moneyball, how can you not be romantic about baseball? So. I love the fact that baseball is, is fun again, at least for me.
1: Um, I would say I love playoff basketball, but the Cavs are down three, one. So I hate everything. That's the show. Everybody. (laughs) I'm checking comments. Cavs in seven. Yes, always. And forever. Even though I don't have confidence in them this time around, Uh, I don't think they're tough enough to win, but like I said, I hate everything. Um, Big B's hate is when chairs break. His recliner broke. That oh, sucks.
2: That does suck. Sorry. i
1: yeah. sorry, Big B. And he also said about the dinner thing, I worked at a restaurant and it was always roast beef dinner, microwave beef, potatoes in a bag, and a roll. Um,
0: I thought you were going to say you hate how all menus at mom and pop shops are sticky. That's right. Uh, that. well,
1: I mean, that's part of the charm, Sean.
0: Yeah. Are the We've menus had, not sticky it, in Canada?
2: No. Oh. Never.
0: Well, then how do you know if the food's good?
2: You try it.
0: Uh, that, that, that seems backwards.
1: <laughs> this country, <Yeah>. Nick.
2: <laughs> yeah. Those Canucks. Yeah, everything wrong.
1: This your universal episode... health
2: care and your clean menus.
1: <laughs> this has been episode two of the Gridiron podcast. I almost said the Sean Shook podcast. That is
2: how embarrassing. thing.
1: Embarrassing indeed. Uh, This has been fun. It was long. We talked about a lot. um, And I'm really looking forward to the race this weekend. So uh, we will be back next week because there's a race and we have a draft recap. So no break for us. No break at all for F1 either. Bunch of races coming up. Miami next weekend. What's the one after that? Couldn't tell you. Yeah, we'll figure it out when we get there. (laughs) For Sean Barry and Katie Caldwell, I'm Nick Shook. This has been episode two of the Gridiron Podcast. As a reminder, we're sponsored by nobody, but you can change that with just a quick message. Reach on out. Let us know. Until next time. Sean, I forget how we ended the last podcast. Oh, you Live life in the
0: fast lane, guys. Was it that? Yeah. I don't know. I just, I I don't think it was that. (laughs)
2: Let's scrap that.
0: Sure.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. All right. That's it. So long. Thanks for watching and listening. See ya.